This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every day is an April's Fool day for me because people say I'm a fool. Because you are the April Fool. Yeah, so 30 days. It's your day. It's my day, yeah. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Everything happening in the sports world. Galen wants Jackson and he scores on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. And even some things not happening in the sports world. Just be patient. And I know I stink. Everyone tells me I stink. Yeah, you're so the worst. I am the worst. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson. After a full day off, Mr. Steve Sell. Are you excited to be back? Do you have some hot takes that you're ready a to get out? Full day off? I didn't have. Well, a... I'm a full day off of the show. Oh, you went 24 show. hours without having to give your opinion on anything. Oh, I'm. Well, a lot of people don't want to hear my opinion anyway. No, everybody wants to hear your opinion, <laughs> Steve. You're the most popular man. Well, I don't. We think... need to hear all of your hot takes. You've been stewing over them for 24 hours. There's not uh, my Redbirds. That's a good hot take, Steve. I got really thrown off yesterday. In my head, I kept thinking that because of the Royals playing the day game today that we weren't doing the show, but that we are, and we're just not running the Royals, and then we've got baseball later on today out at the Grant Sports Complex. We think. I've been really thrown off the last 48 hours because of our weird show schedule. And then, of course, yesterday we didn't have a show because of the Royals playing a old-fashioned doubleheader. It's been a weird couple of days. It's rained like the last four straight days. Feels like 40 days and 40 nights to me. But we're, we're glad to be back into a routine. We're getting back in sync. Steve, the Royals won two games yesterday. They the, beat the defending Cy Young Award winner and made them give up seven runs. The two best games that nobody saw. That's true. I, I, I saw... And they played really fast, I, too. I saw a photo of Kauffman Stadium from game one. Ooh. Were there even 50 people there? Let's see what the official attendance was. Well, they won the game 3-2. to two. Right, it was a great game. I watched the replay last night. The official attendance could not be found <laughs> here on ESPN. Yeah. So it's a very big disappointment. But this is a Royals team, and I think you said it in your column either yesterday or at some point in Sell on Sports yesterday. this week, yeah. saying that this Royals team is not that bad. The problem is that they're not that good. Right. They're just not one of those horrific they've teams. Got, they're not the Orioles. They've got some good players, but they've got just some automatic outs in the lineup. You look at Ryan O'Hearn at first base. Now, first base is supposed to be one of your power sources, and Ryan O'Hearn had a really great second half of the season. I think the Royals were counting on him for 25 or 30 home runs. Yeah, turns out pitchers have adjusted to him. They know where his holes are in his swing. They're exposing him. And then Chris Owings starts every day, be it at second base, right center field, field, center field, right base. field. He can't hit a lick. He strikes out all the time. 
So, you know, you got – and then Martin Maldonado, who I thought was a great pickup at the time. Yeah. He can't hit, and I've been surprised. Well, he's hitting a solid 182. Well, what I'm surprised by is how many pass balls and wild pitches he lets get by him. I mean, he, he's a former gold glove winner, and, and he's not been good. You put Salvi back there, and I tell you, it's not a bad Royals. You look at the rest of their lineup, it's not bad. Hunter Dozier, now, is – Hunter Dozier just kind of a flash in the pan right now, or is this what he's going to be? Because remember, he was a first-round draft pick, and it's taken him a lot longer than a lot of people thought it would because, remember, he he was – He's a, hitting 348. Yeah, he's hitting 348. He was out of – I think it was Vanderbilt maybe or some somebody like that, but he was a big-time college player. Took him a long time. He's like 26 or 7, but he's starting to hit. Alex Gordon, if, if the Royals had this Alex Gordon the last three or four years, I mean, he's – Ever since he signed that big contract, he was miserable. But he's really good this year. Of course, Whit Merrifield, one of the best players in baseball. Whitley. Yeah, two-hit Whit, one of the best players in baseball. Billy Hamilton, he could steal White 80. shoes. If, if he could steal, you know, if, if he could just get on base, he'd steal 80. <laughs> His problem is he can't get on base very much, but he's, he plays a good center field. Jorge Soler strikes out about every other time up. The other times, either it's a homer or a double. So, you, li- you know, you kind of live with – all his strikeouts. He's going to lead the world in strikeouts. He's on pace for about 250 this year. But it's not that bad of an everyday lineup. Now, the starting pitching is not very good, and the bullpen is really not very good. But this isn't a team that's like Baltimore. You know, Baltimore. They just go out there and kick it around. It's, it's yeah, not like they play the bad great, news bears. The Royals play great defense. I mean, they're one of the best defensive teams Do you remember the, the sequence of the – the Cleveland Indians at the beginning of the first major league movie. Oh yeah. Do you remember that sequence? Oh yeah. Where they're just kicking the ball around. Yeah. Rick Vaughn's throwing balls off of the backstop. Yeah. It's not like that. They just haven't been good enough to win some close games. And especially when you look back to the first couple weeks of this season, the first few games, this was a team that could have won five or six more games just in that first week. And they didn't, they should have been seven and four after 11 games because the bullpen basically Gave away about six games in there. And now the bullpen's stabilized just a little bit. Ian Kennedy's turned out, I guess he's going to be the... He's got like a one one seventy he, He's going to be, I guess he's going to be the closer now. Willie Peralta, he's just horrible. Uh, <laughs> you look at some of those other guys in the bullpen. Uh, as long as Brad Boxberger isn't in a high-stress situation, he's good. You put him in a close game, and he, he's just like a can of gasoline. So, I mean, they have got... You know, they've got guys that, that should be better than what they are. I mean, Boxberger and Diekman, they've, you know, they've been proven, you know, big-time performance. They just haven't done it with the Royals. But this is a Kansas City team that entered yesterday with the worst team, in, worst record in the American League. Tampa Bay had the best record in all of baseball. And this is why baseball is such a great game to me. You could The worst team in the league beats the best team with twice with their best pitcher going. Yeah, with their best pitcher going, they have just roughed up Blake Snell twice now. I mean, everyone else he's been good against. Against the Royals though, they've had his number and the Royals can win the season series. Today's the last game of the season series. They play them 7 times. They're 3-3 right now. Last year they were 0 and 7 against them. Steve, it's been a weird week of Kansas City sports news. Whether it is the Tyreek Hill situation and every development that has turned left and right, just when you think you have that whole scenario figured out, something else comes in and completely derails it, whether it's a report from a Kansas City news station. Did you see that KMBC 9, the ABC station, 
released where Patrick Mahomes lives this week. Why? They were talking about how he bought this new house. And I don't know if they gave out his exact address, but I think they gave everybody a pretty good picture of if you just wanted to go look yeah. for it, that you'd find it. I've seen Bill Self's house. And they released a apology to him and his yeah. family. Now he's going to have to move again. Yeah, but that so that was all weird. But all the Tyreek Hill news where it's been going back and forth of everybody saying, we got to kick him out of the league, throw him in jail. And then something else comes out and they go, throw the news companies in jail. This is all bad. It, yeah. I don't remember a story like this that has so many twists and turns as this Tyreek Hill story has had. I just got some news a minute ago, about 10 minutes before we got on air, there was some text messages that were released by Tyreek Hill's attorney where the fiancé, girlfriend, Crystal Espinal, is admitting to framing him for this. I, you, you don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, who but, knows? But it's just wild. The amount of turns and derails and then big downhill and then you go right back up the hill. It, it's well, just been no, a crazy road. There's no disputing the audio, though. The audio was really bad. It's not good. Yeah. But you don't know if if the fiancé slash girlfriend slash, you know, baby mama slash whatever. I don't know what their current relationship if, if status she, is. If she set him up because she was taping him to push his buttons – but uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Tyreek Hill. I really don't because my I'm saying right now it's still like 95 to 5. He doesn't play for the Chiefs again. So it's going to be real. Until she comes out and admits that maybe, you know, this has all been kind of a fabrication or overblown. or But there's no denying the, the child had a broken arm. So Right. Here's this, Steve, and this is something that I've seen that's been surfacing the last couple of days, and this is strictly a football thing and not on the morals of this situation, but there are a lot of NFL executives, NFL fans that are having this conversation right now of saying, let's say that the Chiefs cut Tyreek Hill and he becomes a free agent, the Oakland Raiders slide in and pick him up oh, sure. for no money, and the Chiefs... Maybe this would have been an eight-game suspension, or maybe it would have been more, but that the Raiders have him, and they deal with what's coming up next, similar to the Kareem Hunt situation. Kareem Hunt gets in trouble for domestic abuse. The Chiefs cut him, or assault. It wasn't domestic, but assault. The Chiefs cut him, picked up by the Browns. No expense, has to wait the eight or ten games, whatever it is this year. Yeah. And what they're thinking is, how do we propose some rules for the other teams to get in some trouble because if you look at this from the Chiefs side of things with Kareem Hunt, they did the right thing and not only do they lose one of the best running backs in the NFL, but another team in their benefits. conference benefits from it with no damages. Right. And so they're trying to come up with some rules of how do we find a way to balance this out because you're punishing the people for the teams for probably doing the right thing. And so that's why right now I think the Chiefs are trying to wait as long as they can before they make a decision with Tyreek Hill, because you know what the worst-case scenario is? They cut him. They go, up. Oh, he's all clear. Oakland comes in. They say, here's Antonio Brown. Here's Tyreek Hill. And they beat him twice a year for the next decade. Yeah. Maybe there should be some kind of uh, NFL rule if a player's cut due to, you know, domestic violence or abuse or whatever the situation is, and another team picks him up. That they team, lose a draft pick. They lose, they lose a compensatory draft pick like a second or third rounder. I could see something like that happening. So we'll, we'll continue to follow that. 
One thing else I wanted to talk about, Steve, before we dive into another subject here in a minute. Did you see the news about Jamal Charles yes. and Derek Johnson yes. for the Kansas City Chiefs this right. week? Yeah. Signing one-day contracts with the Chiefs and retiring in Kansas City. Jamal Charles, as I was processing this the last couple of days and watching some old highlights, Jamal Charles sort of sneakily might be one of the best running backs in his well, he had a great, prime stretch. He had a great five year in NFL history. He had a great five year stretch where he had the highest yards per carry. Well, he'll go down as the highest average yards per carry of any NFL player ever. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, the, the thing with him was he, he never could stay totally healthy. But you know, he, well, the last three or four years, yeah, yeah. But he had a great stretch where I mean, he was just so fast, you know, and, and so smooth. Uh, he was, I, I thought he's one of the most more underrated running backs in NFL, NFL history. So when I look at Jamal Charles and his run, I think, wow, what an impact that he made. But maybe a similar impact is the guy who also did this this week, and I think announced it today or yesterday, Derek Johnson. Yeah. And I made the case for several years that Derek Johnson might be the best defensive player maybe the most important defensive player that the Chiefs have had in the last 20 years. And I know there are a lot of older Chiefs fans that are a little older than me that will say, what are you smoking? Derek Thomas. It's Derek Thomas. Yeah. But when I look at Derek Johnson's career, where he was drafted, the amount of impact that he had on this team for such a long time, being the steady one throughout all these different coaches changing, coaches changing and all the movement within this team, it felt like Derek Johnson was the steady one, and he was so good from when he was a rookie, even to his last year in Kansas City after, before they cut him. He was really good yeah, throughout he, that entire stretch. He won't be a Hall of Fame. He'll be a Chiefs Hall of Famer. He'll be a Chiefs Hall of Famer. He's kind of like the guy in baseball in, in the old days that probably would have pitched for 15 years and won like 14, 15 games every year. He just gave you that steady performance. You just put him in the lineup, and you knew what you're going to get out of him. He never... He never was. He was never a superstar, but he was. But he was always a guy that made pl enough plays to justify being one of the really good players in the league. But uh, no, he was there for a long time. And I remember when he got drafted, he didn't do anything outstanding, but he did everything well. He's one of those middle linebackers that just has such a great feel for the game of football, and I think that's what made him so good. And even when you think back to what I guess would have been his last game as a Chief was the Tennessee Titans playoff game. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where he was all over the field in that game. He had the, the weird roughing the passer or unnecessary roughness on Marcus Mariota where he sacked him and they called it roughing the passer, where he stripped him and it was yeah. going to be a touchdown going the other way. He played really, really well in that game. And, Steve, I think if Derek Johnson would have been on this past Chiefs defense at linebacker, they are much, much better than they would have been or than they were. Yeah. And I think if he would have been healthy and would have been at middle linebacker for the Chiefs this past season, I think they could have won the Super Bowl. Well, Is that a bold take? Yeah, that, that, that's a pistol hot take. But yeah. let me tell you, Derek Johnson, I think he ruptured his Achilles twice, didn't he? And he came career. back from it all came the time. Back. How, you know, normally you don't come back from that once. He came back from it twice, so... Showed a lot of perseverance. Let's take our first break, Steve. I want to talk about football jamborees. Do you know what those are? 
Yes, I do. I want to talk about those next for anybody that doesn't know what they are. We've been talking about them for the last 24 hours. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, we've got some news coming up here in about five minutes that we'll dive into here in just a moment. But I wanted to talk about something first, that way we don't run out of time with this. Yesterday, it was announced that McPherson High football will be participating in a preseason jamboree. And I'm sure there were some people that read that online or heard me talk about it at the sports this morning saying, what in the heck is a jamboree? Are they all going to go grab some some drums and do-do-do-do-do-do, have a jamboree and then hang out? No. So it's essentially a preseason scrimmage. Right. Full pad, full contact, but essentially a scrimmage. Right. And what they're doing is partnering up with Newton and Valley Center, two teams that are not in their league, two teams that they will not be playing this year, in order to prepare themselves a week early for the regular season beginning. The Jamboree, they're going to hold one week before the beginning of the regular season. And the state of Kansas issued this law, passed this amendment to the football rules and regulations last week to allow for this to happen. Several other states have been doing this for several years, but Kansas finally jumping in on that train. I'm very excited about this. And it's going to be at 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning, coming off of the fall preview the night before. So it's not like this is going to be some marquee event where fans are going to be lining the sidewalks and barbecuing and grilling and getting excited. But I think this is really beneficial for the players, for the coaches, and that this is a really good thing that Kansas did. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the teams do have some something similar in the summer. Uh, but this is with just shells on. I think it's just shoulder pads right, and helmets. Right. But, uh, no, I, I think it's a nice dress rehearsal. It gives you kind of a feel what the next Friday is going to be like. Now, everything was early this year. Everything's late Everything this year. is late next year. So, um, football season, you know. The first they, game they played this year was August 31st. Right. And this preseason scrimmage is going to be August 31st. Right. So, everything's going to be a, a week late. Uh, ne- actually, next year is going to kind of get back to where we used to be. You know, it seems like a little bit. So we're going to be we're going to start as late as we you know we ever started next year. But getting back to the jamboree, I think it's really good. They've limited the number of plays. Thirty six offensive plays. Right, thirty six offensive plays, which you know that's really not a lot of plays. But uh, I think it's enough to get your feet wet. Right. And and for a team like the Bullpups. They got a lot of guys to replace. So offensively. Offensively. Defensively, you know, they should be pretty good. But offensively, you know, they're going to be breaking in a new quarterback. We have no idea who's going to be the quarterback. Nope. I mean, nor- you know, last year we kind of did. I honestly well, – Last year we 100% yeah, knew who it would be. I honestly don't know who Coach Pav is even – I don't know if Caleb Hoppus is even going to want to be a quarterback. Cause you I know, think there's three or four guys that are in the mix. You got Caleb Hoppus. You got Dylan Rinker. You got Aiden Hoover. 
I don't know if there's anybody else, but I know those three for sure. And, uh, you know, you, you're you going to have new running back. You know, Jace Kinneman's gone, but you got Jacob File, Matt Ramey. From Inman. From Inman. Who, Sky Shriner. Sky Shriner. You've got a lot of guys that'll be yeah, you there got, and have a chance. Yeah, you got some guys back there. Neil Raymond. You know, Neil Raymond, you know, showed some good stuff. I know I'm leaving probably somebody out. Jonah yeah, Clark. That's at the bulk of them. But Jonah Clark at fullback. You yeah. know, he's, he's back. So it's, it's a good dress rehearsal. And, uh, it's not like it's going to be super high intensity. If, if people are going to drive down there to watch and think it's going to be like a, a real game, no, it's not. It's not going to be anything. The coaches will be on the field, I believe. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of it too, Steve, is I think it's going to be a lot of situational mm-hmm. where they might put the ball on the two-yard line and say first and goal. Right. And say you got four plays to get it in the, in the yeah, end there'll zone. Yeah, there will be no special teams play is my understanding. No kicking, so yeah. no kickoffs, no punts. Right. And probably wisely so. That those are the plays that the injuries uh, that people can get hurt, and they want to avoid that as much as possible. And same goes for field goals and any of that. They they want to avoid the special teams plays, and they cannot do any special teams. But I think this is a really good advancement for Kansas high school football. And there are a lot of ways too that you see a lot of complaints with Kansas high school football and and being a little bit behind the times. But I think Coach Pav would tell you this. Any of our area coaches that this is a very good thing for the state. Yeah, I think so. And and I like how the Activities Association is kind of getting into the 21st century. They're, They're try- trying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's a new there's a new head of the uh, of Keisha. And, uh, you know, girls wrestling getting adopted. Boys golf going back to two days for state tournament, which I think is fantastic. Steve's just electric about I it. I like that because, I you know, I played back in the days when state was – Two days, and, and it was and it was a reward, you know. It, it, you know, it was kind of nice to have a two-day tournament that had a big-time feel to it. Steve, let's take our final break. When we come back, we've got some breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. Breaking. We'll give you that here in just a moment. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, got some big-time breaking news. Hit the sounder. Breaking news. You and I don't have any extra work to do today, and that is because baseball and softball at the Grand Sports Complex taking on El Dorado, it has been postponed. So what they're going to try to do, the fields are just so wet. Oh, yeah. They've been working on them all day today. It didn't help that yesterday they didn't really have any wind or sun. Today they did, and if it would have been like it is today, yesterday, they probably could have played these games, but it's just so wet out at the Grand Sports Complex that they will not be having baseball or softball. So here's what they're going to try to do. And the reason they want to act on this fast is because the regional seating happens next Wednesday. Right. So similar to substate basketball, where you're trying to get all these games in before a certain deadline, and we're approaching it, they are postponing the games today until tomorrow. And they're not going to play the baseball or softball softball games here. 
they're going to move them to El Dorado because McPherson will be hosting regional tennis tomorrow. Okay. Are you following? I'm following. So they're going to move it to El Dorado. Now, according to El Dorado on their side of things, it's very wet as well. So they're trying to find fields and crews that can dry the fields to not only have varsity baseball and softball, but also JV baseball and softball. So they're trying to find places for this to be played. If it doesn't happen tomorrow, they could potentially play these games on Monday or Wednesday. But the problem with that is that McPherson will be playing Salina South on Tuesday. Right. And they're going to be using pitching and all of that. So they might not have any arms to throw on Monday right. for Tuesday. Or if they play the regularly scheduled game on Tuesday, then they wouldn't be able to get it in before the deadline on Wednesday. So if they don't get to play tomorrow, then very good chance that this game will just be canceled. But this would have been a really good day for McPherson to play because El Dorado's 3-13. They've lost, I think, 11 or 8 in a row. This would have been a really good day to try and get two wins in because, as of right now, they are 15th out of 18 teams on both the boys' and girls' side for regional seeding coming up. Yeah, and that puts you in a play-in game, which means you have to use pitchers just to get in to the postseason. So uh, you'd really like to, you know, get a couple wins. Uh, and who's, you know, El Dorado probably looks at McPherson the same way, though. Because, right, a chance for them to keep moving up in 4A. Right, right. So, um, you know, both teams really want to get this game in. I think it's supposed to be pretty nice tomorrow. Uh, unless we get some rain tonight. I don't know if there's rain. It seems like it rains every day anymore. I feel like we're in Florida or Hawaii. I like Florida rain because it doesn't do it all day. Yeah, but the problem is it makes things so steamy. When you're in Tampa or the the west side, the Gulf side, rain typically comes in about 1 o'clock. Yeah. Rains for 15, 20 minutes, then it is gone. Then yeah. if you're in central Florida, eh, about 3 o'clock, a little rainstorm goes away. And then if you're on the very far east, like 4 or 4.30, it's real nice. It just goes away. You know it's coming every day. Yeah. Clouds come over, rains. It gets soaked all the way back up, and you go back out at about 5 o'clock, and it doesn't even look like it rained. Yeah, but it is steamy in Florida. I don't think you – no, I, I think you could do Florida. You think I think so? you could do Central Florida. I think in the old days I could have, but now I'm old. And Yeah, but think about all the golf you can play, Steve. Go out in the morning. It's not too humid yet. Yeah. I think you would be a master of Central Florida golf. Well – I think that's your thing. Or you can get the tea times at like noon when it's 104 and really humid for like $3. Yeah. That's what I like to do. Oh, yeah. I think that could be your game. So no baseball today, no softball today, no radio broadcast, which means I guess if we want, Steve, we could join the Royals in progress here whenever the show's over. I guess we You want to do that? I don't care. You want to hear Denny and Steve Fiziok and sure. Steve Stewart? Fine I think that's me. what we've got to do. Fine by me. I'm glad I thought about it. Yeah. So we'll join them here in just a moment after we get off the air and get everything Yeah, because situated. they won't even have started yet, I don't think. No, because they started 115. Right. Series finale against the Tampa Bay Rays. We were not planning on broadcasting this game, but Royals, Denny Matthews Royals and the Royals. Royals fans will be happy. Royals fans are going to be pumped. Yeah. Because we weren't going to be able to play them today. So we're excited about that. Steve, tomorrow on the show, we've got a lot of things planned. Number one. We've got to talk about the biggest event of the weekend. Do you know what it is? My golf game? No. Oh. The Kentucky Derby. The what? The Kentucky Derby. Oh, I didn't. they still run that? Yeah, they do. It's like the 147th running of the Kentucky Derby. Oh, I thought it was about the 1,000th. The sun shines bright on the old oh, Kentucky home. Yeah. We'll have to play some sort of 
Kentucky Derby-inspired game. Well, we have our sports trivia. Tomorrow. Well, we've got the trivia, too, but yeah. some sort of Kentucky Derby-inspired game. Do you know who the favorite is? Well, Omaha Beach was the Omaha f- Beach. But Do you know what race Omaha Beach won to Omaha reach the Beach Kentucky Derby? Omaha Beach got scratched. When did that happen? Yesterday. <laughs> well, now we're in trouble. Yeah. My guy, Omaha Beach. Yeah, I got scratched. That was going to be my pick. Arkansas Derby winner. Yeah, now I got to go call my bookie. There you go. Got to call somebody at Churchill Downs. There you go. So we'll do something about that tomorrow. We've got our trivia. We've got a big weekend of the NBA postseason coming up. Steve's hot takes about the Golden State Warriors not facing any competition. Now, We've got all of that tomorrow. Sounds good to me. Works for you. Works and you'll get some golf in. Yeah. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell and Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow, and we'll join the Royals here in just a moment. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.